0: Welcome to the Tanya Acker Show. So here's a fun question for you. If you have tried to violently overthrow your government, should you be allowed to serve in that same government? Well, my friends, as it turns out, in some states, you actually can. My next guest is State Senator Brad Hoyleman Siegel. He is from the New York State Legislature, and he wants to close that loophole in the state of New York. Here I am with New York State Senator Brad Hoylman Siegel. Welcome to the podcast, Senator. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You are chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee in the New York State Legislature you have sponsored a bill that would bar those convicted of engaging in an insurrectional rebellion from holding office. Tell us why you feel like it's urgent to pass this legislation now.
1: It's urgent because the foundations, Tanya, and thanks again for having me on the show, the foundations of our democracy have been shaken to the point that It's possible here in New York state that you could actually have insurrectionists elected or appointed to state or local office. And that to me is just untenable to think that someone who wanted to bring about the violent destruction of our government would hold a seat of power inside literally Albany, state capitol, or elsewhere, where they could do even more damage than they've already perpetrated on the American public.
0: Are you aware of any insurrectionists or people who participated in the January 6th insurrection, to be more specific? Are you aware of any such persons holding office in the state right now?
1: Well, we know that there have been up to 47 New Yorkers who were arrested and charged with their roles in the January 6th riots. But we don't know exactly what their plans are. Obviously, we wanna preempt whatever means uh, their thinking in terms of seeking office themselves. Look, I take an oath of office to both the federal and the state constitution and others do as well. We wanna make sure that those who take the oath uh, are true to it. And if you've already acted against the sanctity of our democracy, I think that should disqualify you from office. In some respects, we see this as closing a loophole because federal law currently bars insurrectionists from holding office uh, under the United States Constitution, but it doesn't prevent them from taking office at the state or local level. So in some respects, we are just closing an avenue that has already been closed to these insurrectionists at the federal level. And we want it to apply across the board.
0: Talk to me about that 40 or some odd number of folks you mentioned uh, now, who are they specifically? Are these people who are currently in office in uh, the state of New York who are part of the insurrection, or is this some other metric that you're you're referring to? Yeah,
1: these are just individuals who have been uh, charged with their roles in the Capitol riots. I don't know if they're running for office, if they're in elective office, or if they're, you know, planning on seeking office, but the goal of this legislation is to head them off before they gain entry into our state capitol or elsewhere. I also think it sends a powerful message to New Yorkers that we support our democratic principles. We stand against violence. And frankly, we don't want these yahoos (laughs) sitting in Albany, in the state senate or assembly chamber We don't want them elected as judge. We don't want them serving as city councillors in any of our towns or villages across the state of New York.
0: You mentioned that there's already federal law. It prohibits those who have been convicted of participating in an insurrection or an attempt to overthrow the government from serving in the federal government, uh, correct? But... Even in that case, I mean, we've got folks serving in the federal government who do not see the January 6th insurrectionists as insurrectionists. Um, I mean, there are some who have defended and continue to defend those who participated in that attack on the Capitol. What sort of opposition are you anticipating in in New York?
1: Well, I hope that my colleagues agree that Individuals who have plotted the violent overthrow of our government have no business taking a seat in it. That just seems common sense to me. Um, and we know that there are other states that are pursuing this as well. I know Connecticut and and Virginia um, have had similar proposals come forward. Um, but bottom line is, if you've tried to take down our government through violent means, and no way should you be part of of our government. I think that's common sense, and I think you're seeing other states, you know, follow the same model. Uh, Really, we're just giving life and legislation to an oath that we already take.
0: January 6th is still fresh uh, for so many people. Uh, We lived it, I mean, we saw it unfold on television. But the devil is in the details when it comes to legislation, right? So not everybody even agrees uh, about January 6th and what that means. I I think that the vast majority of people do. There are some who don't. Uh, There are some who hold offices of power uh, who don't, who might still defend insurrectionists. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the vast majority of people a look at what happened at January, on January 6th, and they think that that was an act of terrorism. They think it was domestic terrorism. The devil's in the details. How do you define an insurrection? Because where some folks see an insurrection, other folks might say, look, this is just legitimate protest where we were holding angry signs, you know, assume no violence, right? Assume nobody has got a gun, no one's shooting anything, no one is throwing projectiles, no one's battering um, law enforcement officers. Can you have an insurrection in that circumstance or must there be an act of violence?
1: Our legislation uh, would amend a section of the public officer's law uh, to ban those convicted of violating a provision which prohibits insurrection or rebellion against the United States. So it's clear cut to the extent that you would need a conviction before our law would ban an individual from taking civil office.
0: How is insurrection defined? Is there a specific definition given to it or is it a case by case?
1: No, there's a specific definition. Uh, It's under the uh, United States uh, code uh, where rebellion or insurrection is defined. And it essentially says, whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof, or gives aid or comfort thereto, shall be fined under this title as such, and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. So we have a definition Under federal statute, we would apply it here. As I mentioned before, the federal statute already bars an individual from taking office if they've been convicted. We would apply that federal statute to our state statutes and prevent anyone from assuming office at the city or state civil official level.
0: So it does seem like common sense. I mean, there is a statutory definition. It's not like people are winging it or uh, judges are just, uh, you know, have the discretion. There may be some discretion, but it's not something that's, you know, susceptible to so much judicial discretion that, you know, judges can just make it up as they go along. What And you said that you are hoping that your colleagues on all sides of the aisle will support you. Have they suggested that they will? Like, what's the status of this bill now? Is it smooth sailing or do you see choppy waters?
1: I see pretty calm waters, to be honest. To me, this seems straightforward. I will tell you that Republicans have already objected to it. The leader of the Republicans in the assembly have, you know, they've called it a political statement. Of course, they want to distance themselves and their party from both this, this legislation, but more importantly, from what happened. Uh, look, millions of Americans witnessed that. They cannot suggest anything other than what it was. Uh, it was an attack on our democracy that left five people dead uh, in the immediate aftermath and four subsequent deaths uh, from suicide, as well as sheer terror That I has been recounted by everyone from Nancy Pelosi to 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 security officers to visitors to the United States Capitol. There's no denying the reality of January 6th. There is, though, unfortunately, denial on the part of some Republicans that. We should do anything about it.
0: Let's talk about some of the specific objections that your colleagues are making. What are they? And what's the best argument you can make against this bill? You're a good legislator, so you certainly can uh, get into the head of the other side a little bit. What's their best argument? Um, Is it political theater or is there something substantive to it? Because there's been a lot of theater on both sides, right? Like one side Mm -hmm. says, take a vote that you're not a bigot. Another side says, take a vote that you're not a socialist, so lots of people are using the legislative stage you know, to make very dramatic hash taggery points. So what's the best argument against this bill and why can't there be near universal support for something that seems like it's just common sense?
1: Tanya, you, you put me in a difficult position to make the best argument for my, for my opponents, but I'll say that they would probably suggest that the legislation isn't necessary. They would probably say none of these insurrectionists are in fact planning to run for office, have expressed any willingness to do so, and your Senator Hoyleman Siegel, you are making a mountain out of a molehill, which has only a political justification, not, as you suggest, a real substantive one. My response is that we have seen the frailty of our systems at the highest level of government. Who would have thought that hundreds would crash into the Capitol and you know re- wreak the havoc that they did, end up leaving five security officers dead, endangering the lives of elected officials and the highest members of our legislative branch. And I'll also say that I myself have felt this type of insecurity in our own state Capitol. When anti-vaxxers march through the concourse in Albany, they swarmed me and my colleagues. They chanted blasphemous and anti-Semitic and homophobic uh, Chance directed at me and, and others. Um, and they threaten h- bodily harm to us. So this is real. And no matter how much it's discounted by our colleagues on the other side of the aisle, we've seen it with our own eyes. We've experienced it personally. And we know how dangerous uh, and violent uh, uh, many of these extremists Look, just last night, a group of neo-Nazis protested a Broadway play in Times Square, New York City. I would suggest that a lot more is possible in connection with hatred and violence and the subversive far right than many Republicans have accounted for. And I would also suggest that they too are potentially targets of the extreme right. And anything we can do to protect our functioning democracy against Uh, These forces has to be considered.
0: How can it be that lay people can put a legislator in a position where they're essentially physically accosting them and threatening them with violence? I mean, if someone is approaching you, uh, physically threatening you, and hurling anti-Semitic and other sorts of slurs at you, where the heck is security? I mean, you know, folks don't... uh, in the, norm, in the real world, people uh, don't get away with acting like that. How come there's so little security and protection from these kinds of threats? Or you tell, why not let this be more specific, what happened in the aftermath of you and your colleagues being uh, accosted in the way that you were?
1: Well, just like with the capital rights, Tanya, there was a reassessment of security and a deployment of personnel in places that are sensitive in our state capitol. And I trust that changes were made to protect legislators and the general public who visit the capital. But just like with the United States capitol, nobody would have expected what we witnessed. Perhaps we should have. And I think it does go to the point that we don't know how treacherous how extreme how dead serious some of the far right wing is we learn about it usually after the fact unfortunately we haven't taken it seriously enough to take steps to ward it off and i would i would also suggest that our lack of Vigilance around hatred on social media is an example of how we have yet to really grapple with the realities of hate speech and the dangers that it poses to our democracy, communities of color, Jews, and other minorities um, that are frequently the target of the extreme right, including LGBTQ people were, again, in another act of violence, a pride flag was lit on fire in Soho, New York City. That would have never happened in our contemplative universe 20 years ago or even five years ago. But it happened this week in our own city.
0: What's the status of your bill right now? Where do things stand and what are the next steps?
1: Uh, the bill is in committee. Um, we are collecting uh, support from senators who are co-sponsor the legislation. It's been introduced in the Assembly by Assemblymember Alex Boras. And we hope to move it through committee and get it to the Senate floor for a vote before the end of session, which is in the early part of June. So I'm hopeful for its future. Um, It's currently in the elections committee uh, in both houses. And um, we have a number of uh, co-sponsors that uh, will continue to to rally around uh, our cause and hopefully have a vote where New Yorkers can see uh, how their elected representatives responded to this important issue. I think that's another point that has to be made. Fighting uh, hatred and attempts to violently overthrow the government has to be an all-hands-on-deck approach. And the statement we make is as important as it is to disqualify these 40-odd New Yorkers who participated in the January six riots.
0: Senator Brad Hoylman Siegel, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thanks for discussing the bill and your fight to make it law. Uh, Appreciate your time, sir. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.